Good morning, good morning, beautiful people, and welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith, and like always, we have another one for you. And I just wanted to take the time to say thank you to everybody that has joined us this year. The year is almost coming to an end, believe it or not, but we are here and we have grown. And in less than 12 months, I mean, I started probably in February with this, so probably about 11 months in. We have grown to oh, about 1,500 subscribers on YouTube, and I really appreciate the support of every single person that is here. Uh, if I have to have a Christmas you know, request, is go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Like, comment, and share if you're on LinkedIn, because this is going to be an amazing conversation. And I want to first and foremost say thank you again for the support. And Right now, I'm not going to wait delay it because you see him right here. I have Anthony with me. How are you doing, Anthony? Is everything well? Yeah, everything is good. No, no complaints. That, that's the great way about. Well, that's a great way to live. <laughs> Living life with no complaints, right? And so, before we get dive deep into your story, I have to look at the crowd and say hello, hello, hello. Peace and blessings, Operation Tech take over. Peace and blessings, family. Mitch said, "We are here. We're in the building." We're in the building. And Tamara, excited <laughs> to learn something new today. Awesome, awesome. So glad that you tuned in. We met at Thanksgiving, so she's been she's cool peoples, as they say, cool peoples. And so uh, I have another message from Scott as well that says, trying to break out of a mental funk. Here to support the family, though, and we're here to support you as well. Their Operation Tech Takeover. So so thankful that you're able to do it. And he actually also wanted to add. He said. Uh, glad to see you, Mr. Mays. Thank you for this. Thank you for coming out. And oh, I got Lachey. <laughs> this is going to be a great taking notes, taking notes. There's a lot of people that are definitely here to, to learn and grow from a man that has been within this industry for quite some time. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and remind everybody that if you want to call into the show, later, about halfway through, we're going to have a Q&A section. This is after I have my conversation with Anthony. And we're going to exclusively be on YouTube. So if you want to kind of work your way on the YouTube side, go ahead and do that. It's youtube.com forward slash at Tech Tips. And if you need a reminder, it's right there scrolling at the bottom, youtube.com forward slash at Tech Tips, where you're going to be able to ask your questions to Anthony and Anthony will be able to respond to it there. So go ahead and do that. But let's get started with this conversation. So Anthony... I don't want to steal your thunder. I would love for you to lay out the lay, give a lay of the land of all that you have done over the years and what you're even doing right now before we get our conversation started. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, over the past 22 years, I've been working in tech primarily as a software engineer. Uh, I made my way to Google around eight or well, nine years ago now or so. Uh, when I had the opportunity to interview on my second attempt, I felt my first one. And uh, I spent eight years there working in data visualization and analysis. During that time, I decided that I was really passionate about two things. Number one, opening up access for the next generation of technologists. And two, running my mouth and providing wisdom and insights uh, to that, that group. And so I decided to start a side hustle uh, where I became a career coach and interview coach, sharing tips and things that I'd learned along my journey. and. Uh, last year in February, decided to leave 
Google in order to run that business full time to support the next generation of technologists. So in addition to providing one-on-one -on -one coaching and interview prep assistance, I also help companies to think through their hiring process um, to, to support their candidates as they're going through the interview process with, an, with a special focus on supporting folks from underrepresented backgrounds and just providing my expertise and wisdom as someone who's had uh, an interesting journey so far. Love it. Love it. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to pass it forward to the next generation. And I'm and I'm all for it. That's what I love to support on this channel. And I got to talk about it because it's right there on your forehead, Compton. Uh, you, you We talked a little bit about before this conversation, before we started going live, that you actually grew up in Compton. I would love to hear about your backstory there and how you were able to learn from those skills that you developed there, able to transfer into your career going forward. Yeah, so I uh, started out life essentially as a military brat and made my way from Oklahoma to Texas, uh, to, was it from Nebraska to Oklahoma, and then eventually to Compton, where uh, my family was looking for a new opportunity. Uh, I ended up being put in the foster care system uh, when I got into Compton after uh, a kindergarten teacher uh, found evidence of abuse. And so I was put into the hospital, assessed, abuse was confirmed, was then moved into foster care. And I, that's where I grew up, in Compton as a foster kid to two wonderful loving parents, along with having my two brothers who had also gone into the system. And that's how I grew up. Uh, didn't, weren't the wealthiest, weren't the poorest. We, we had opportunity uh, in fits and starts, and it was just my job to take advantage of whatever resources I could and that my, the resources that my parents could provide. And I figured out very early on that I wanted to do something with computers because I saw them on TV all over the place. And the, the model of being able to interact with technology in this way was appealing and attractive to me. I had a mentor in high school who said I could make money. I said, say less, and uh, went off and got my degree in computer science as a result. And so uh, one of the things that I appreciate about being a coach, specifically with my background, is that I can counsel people through these areas of life that we don't often talk about, um, mm. particularly dealing with trauma, dealing with lack of resources and opportunity, you know, straight up, like you want to talk about trying to get, get a role while being broke. You want to talk about how to get to tech conferences when the math ain't math in your bank account. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Why some of that background around what it takes to be successful and scrappy and to weather the storms that that life brings you. I love I love that you you share that because I think that it's oftentimes missed that it's not a perfect road to get to where you are to get to where other people may be that we may admire and we may esteem to be you know we all oh I shouldn't say all because I don't really know everybody's story that's watching but for the most part I could say that there's trauma in most of our lives and we may sometimes have that crippling effect where we're like okay because of X, Y, and Z, I may not be able to make it or I can't do it, but you can look at the stories 
of yourself, myself, other people that have been able to traverse that kind of area of trauma and things that they have gone through to get to where they are right now and say, listen, I'm here. We're here. You can do it as well. And that's why Tech Niche Tips exists. So if you're enjoying the story so far, go ahead and like, share this with somebody that you may say, hey, this is for you. You need to jump on this right now because the conversation is going to be one that's going to be impact in a way that will allow you to see yourself, right? We want you to see yourself in our stories, see yourself in Anthony's story and be able to move from there. So Let's go back to your story. You got you got got into computers because somebody said, "Hey, the money's that's where the money's at." Uh, was it difficult for you to transition, or was it like a, a walk in the park? I, I think there are essentially three challenges that I faced throughout my career in tech. The first is lack of resources and information, and this is something that has been remediated a lot by modern tools like search engines and mm -hmm. even now for this yeah. generation ai machine learning large language models tools like that but when i started out all i had was the compton library with books that were already out of date by at least five to ten years so that was a struggle first and buying new books if anyone has has ever had to go out and buy tech books they're not cheap. They weren't cheap back then. They're not cheap now. And yeah. so the, the notion of as a high school student spending 50 bucks for a book to prepare me for a certification that then costs a hundred and something dollars, that's that's a challenge. And this is before DEI programs and scholarships and all that stuff. So that was the first challenge. The second challenge is network. Just knowing people who have walked the road that you are looking to trod. I did. I was not connected to family members, friends who worked anywhere near tech. And so trying to understand the things that the books don't tell you was difficult. And I would learn by way of practical experience working in the industry as an intern and then transitioning to a full-time employee, some of these insights uh, that, that you know, for me and for people within my network, I was learning this for the first time. Yeah, I think the last challenge uh, is just around being me, <laughs> right? Just being who I am and coming from where I've come from in an environment that wasn't made for me. And mm -hmm. that's not to say that the journey has been a slog, but it also hasn't been the easiest. There have been additional challenges by virtue of being black and from the hood and having these mm -hmm. experiences that I have and having to put in the extra effort to communicate with other people who may not be familiar with where I come from and, and my culture and, and things of that nature. And so th that has made the experiencing challenging, but also more rewarding because the kind of relationship that I can develop with people is unique because we come from uh, from from different backgrounds at different places with even different presuppositions. And so th those those three challenges ha have made the journey special and unique. And I think it's part of the reason why I always feel like I have superpowers in the tech space. Ooh, superpowers. Can we dive into that? What, what do you mean by superpowers? I'm curious. So there are the challenges I think that any professional 
needs to deal with in their career, how to network, how to learn, how to excel in their craft. And, and it doesn't matter who you are, you've got to deal with those challenges. When you are someone like me, who's come from a background of, you know, call it underprivilege or under support, you have to fight a little bit harder to get through that stuff. And your, your ground game needs to be fundamental. Uh, your, your fundamentals need to be strong. And so anytime that I need to go learn something new or approach something that I haven't seen before, I've got to put in a little bit of extra work. If for no other reason mm. than the black tax, right? Which yeah. infamously is this idea that as a black person, you have to work twice as hard as your counterparts in order to get the same recognition, uh, to get the same compensation, to get the same support. And so because I was trained to think in that way, I went extra with everything. <laughs> and that's one of the great things about like black folks. Like we, we just, whatever we do, we gonna do it extra. And so that has, that has benefits, I think, in a world where you are encouraged to continuously be learning and continuously be growing. And so I have figured out ways to stay competitive despite the challenges that I faced early on. And that, especially in times like now, where a lot of the, the world is facing uh, great uh, anxiety and heartache and and adversity, being able to be me and persevere yeah. through that is, uh, I, I think, a, a very important superpower. Yeah. Bringing your authentic self, bringing your authentic self, as I know uh, my recruiter cousin friend, Shanae, loves to say, it's, 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 it really is a superpower. And I got to, I got to give a stop right here because we actually got a super chat in the building, textual chatter, who is this, who's so far today's sponsor in regards to viewers. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring the show, Textual Chatter. Good talk so far. Happy holidays, everyone. And go ahead and check out his channel as well. He breaks it down in regards to SOC analysts and cybersecurity. And so definitely check in and lock with him uh, because it, he has some great content as well. So thank you so much for being one of the viewers sponsor for today, along with the other sponsors that we have for the show. So thank you so much as well for that. I really appreciate it. And so just continuing the story, there's so much, there's so much to unpack with you because if y'all haven't checked out his LinkedIn page, which I definitely recommend you do that. I mean, you're a writer, you worked for uh, huge companies, you were able to do it all. So I want to kind of, kind of walk through your journey. If you don't mind me doing that, uh, you were, you know, you did some program analyst work and then you eventually got doing being, becoming a senior software engineer. So, how did, in regards to your career trajectory, can you kind of give us a, a picture about how you were able to navigate all those spaces to eventually get yourself at Google, which is, as most people would say, top tier? So let's, let's, I would love to kind of dive deeper into that. I, I think that that answer begins with my father. My father, uh, and this is the last time I'll say it, but my foster father, he, immigrated to California from Oklahoma with just the change in his pocket and wanted to mm. set out as an independent man, um, living this new life on the West Coast, starting a family. And he got married, 
kids, was living in San Pedro, then eventually moved to Compton. He worked as a machinist during a time where racism and discrimination is very much a thing. Yeah. And he talked about the survival techniques and strategies that he used, such as, as a machinist, usually he'd get trained on one machine. But he would go out of his way to learn all the other machines that were around him and to build relationships with other people so that he could get opportunities to cross-train himself on things that he knew he didn't need today, but he might need it tomorrow. And, you know, as the company would move and transition to into different technologies and improve things, he would already come in with a running head start. And mm. he often told me growing up about how that enabled him to stick around for a lot longer than other peers who who he worked with. Yeah. Another thing that my that uh, happened with my father is that he was laid off from his job and I actually tweeted about this I think last year. He was laid off from his job one year before he was supposed to retire with full benefits and pension. And I remember him saying that he considered not coming home that day when he found out the news that he'd lost his job. And for a young man like me to hear my father say that in this moment of vulnerability just helped me to have, I think, the right frame of mind coming into the professional world. Mm. One that is characterized by a healthy level of distrust and paranoia. <laughs> it, and I, I think at, at worst, and, and at best, not putting too much trust into yeah. any company or employer. And really mm. understanding that I have to take responsibility for my own career. And so what you've seen yeah. throughout my career is me fulfilling that end of taking responsibility for my learning, trying to, to dip into as many things as I possibly can, being flexible and nimble, working hard to reach for opportunities, even if they're just slightly out of reach, and, um, and not giving up, just persevering, and just knowing that at any point in time, the tide may turn against me, and I'll need to be able to weather the storm. And I think because of that mindset, and clearly because of God's grace, like I'm not that smart, y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm not that, that talented on my own. God's grace is the foundational part of the calculation. Amen to that. But, you know, going through this journey, I've, I've never been laid off. I've never been fired. Wow. Uh, I've always managed to excel in one way or another uh, and to maintain a competitive edge. And I, I think that that is in part because of the training that my parents gave. And it, it's not just the technical uh, things either, right? A lot of it is around just the soft skills of how to communicate with other people, how to be amicable and uh, how to strike. My father was the kind of person who could uh, strike a conversation with anybody. It didn't matter who you are, black, white, yeah, Asian, uh, Mexican, Hispanic, Latinx. He could do it. And I learned how to you know, build relationships with people, studying his example. My mother taught me the scriptures and how to uh, be honorable and, and 
and just and kind in the world. And my mother was an entrepreneur. She baked cakes. She ran a daycare. Mm. This, this woman did a whole bunch of stuff. And I think between the two of them, that gave me a really good foundation yeah. to step into a world that they weren't even familiar with. <laughs> I, I, I always famously talk about the fact that my father, uh, he called me one day. Um, I was doing an, an internship. I, I don't think I was a full-time employee yet. He calls me one day, and uh, I think it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. And he gets to talk. He says, oh, oh, sorry, son. You're probably at work. I, I can call you back. I said, no, nah, Dad, I'm, I'm not at work yet. He said, what? You're not at work? <laughs> like, yeah, I go. I go to work. <laughs> 9 to 5. What the devil you mean you got to work at 10 o'clock? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you understand the concept of like flex time and the fact that I could come in yeah. late and leave later and all this other stuff. That was just entirely new to him. And so, but, but despite him not knowing that, I think because he and my mother taught me strong fundamentals in, in this foundational knowledge, I was able to go into these new opportunities prepared to succeed. And that is what I want to pass on to the next generation of technologists. What I'm, mm. what I'm telling isn't something new. These yes. are old, time-tested, long-enduring principles that all successful people adhere to. And the, the more that we reach backwards to those unchanging, solid, foundational ideas and take hold of them, the more successful we'll find ourselves in the present time in the future. Ooh. So it's so true. Principles are principles for a reason, right? Principles right. are principles for a reason. And listen, y'all, if you are enjoying this conversation, go ahead, like, comment below. As you can see, we're going to be sharing comments throughout the conversation as well. If you are on LinkedIn, go ahead and share this someone, especially someone who is looking for a career coach. And if you are on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And you can share as well because this is going to be something that can be used again. Principles are principles for a reason, right? And so with that being said, I'm thinking about what you said about your mother. She was an entrepreneur. Having that example really does impact you. I, my mother was an entrepreneur as well. She had, uh, forget about it, back in the day, but besides doing Mary Kay and Tupperware and all these different stuff, she had her own cleaning business as well that did pretty good. And so what I wanted to just kind of emphasize there is that entrepreneurship because you actually started something afterwards. You have, you know, your senior advisor for Billion Black Minds, and then you also started the Morgan Latimer Consulting Firm, which you are kind of, which you're operating right now. And so I would love for you to talk about if you had a career coach, you know, what impact did they make on your life? Obviously, we see a lot of things have transpired in that way. And why would somebody who is right now trying to make that transition to wherever they're looking to go to, why they should have a career coach as well. Yeah, you know, I think one of the weaknesses that I've had over my own career, uh, and one of the things that I'm, I'm working actively on changing, is that I've never really had a career coach formally. I've had mentoring relationships, I've had coaching mm. relationships. I'm not the kind of person who's maybe sat under someone's tutelage for an extended period of time. What's what's happened more often in my career is that I have done, I think, a good job of just meeting tons of people and each of those individuals providing a couple of minutes here, an hour there, 
um, a few conversations there. And, and all of that has culminated into this body of knowledge and expertise from which I now benefit. So uh, I, I think that that's been, been immensely helpful uh, for my journey in terms of helping me to shorten the amount of time that it takes me to learn some of these, these concepts. Um, I, I famously had what I call a $90,000 conversation with someone, the conversation lasted for one hour and we talked about business and I, I just left my full-time role to, to run Morgan Latimer Consulting full-time and um, just had a conversation about the things that, that he did and how he did them and then he shared some things with me after that. And I took the information that he shared, implemented it immediately and went into a deal with a big fang tech company and landed a $90,000 three-month engagement. You know, that's wow. the kind of thing where it's like, Keep going, sir. <laughs> that having the right conversation at the right time can make for you. Yeah. And so w when I think about coaching, because, you know, I again, I didn't pay for any coaches throughout the entirety of my career. I was like, I'm broke, I'm poor, I can't afford this. It's cheaper for me to figure it out on my own. What I didn't realize is that I was exchanging money for time, right? So it, it, I, I didn't want to pay the money now to save time later. Uh, I, I preferred, without even thinking about it, to spend the time to save the money now. And I think mm. that 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 made for an imbalance that wasn't necessarily the best for me. If I would have made the financial investment, it would have saved me maybe two or three years in my career, which would have led to mm. additional earning opportunity, wow. right? And all, all other kinds of things. I mean, and it's hard to assess these things, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty for sure. Yeah. But, I, but when I think about it, and when I realize the impact that I've had on other people, I start to understand that there's a privilege that comes from having access to people who know more than you and a privilege uh, in being able to uh, even pay for their for the service that they provide. Mm. And I think that I didn't realize how common it was for you know the successful people that I know um, and the successful people that we see on TV or in music how yeah. common it is for them to hire coaches uh, to support them in that growth and journey. Matter of fact, I, I, I can't, mm. I don't know of many people that we'd call successful that didn't at some point benefit from some kind of, of coaching and support that they yeah. paid for, that they invested in. You know, and we see this with our, with our young people, right? Uh, you want your kid to go off and and have a chance at uh, collegiate athletics or or maybe even making the pros, what are you going to do? You're going to pay for them to be in a coaching program on a team of some kind because yep. you know that's going to accelerate their growth and learning. And I think the same is true in the professional world um, when you find the right coach. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that because what you're doing is you're leveraging the experience of somebody else whether they've been in that arena for 10, 20, 30 years. Right. And that just giving you like a little bit of a cheat code <laughs> to, to get the to get the weight, to get along the way. I remember actually, I would think his name was 
Woods and James Peterson. I was at Thanksgiving recently. Shout out to Thanksgiving family, y'all. Woohoo! Uh, Thanksgiving summit that they had. He was speaking about having a mentor, and he, at first he was like, "What could this person teach me?" Right? There, I'm using the computer. They're using the typewriter. You know, like he, and then he, but he made a great point that he's like the amount of value that they were able to provide to him, even if they weren't technologically where he was was more than he could imagine. And so he, he learned really quickly to be quiet and just do exactly what that mentor was saying to do. So that <laughs> that, is, that is a really good and valuable point. And um, yes, what's up, Hosanna? Thanksgiving family. I know. Shout out to Thanksgiving Summit. Um, that that marked me for life in a very positive way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to say it right now, and I'm so glad that Scott brought it up, because if you are on LinkedIn, don't forget to pull up on YouTube. The Q&A portion will be on YouTube and it's going to be happening right now. So we're going to just take a word for a couple of our sponsors here. But right now we're going to be transitioning to YouTube. And while we're taking the word from a couple of our sponsors, I would encourage you to go ahead and make that transition uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. But so far, I wanted to say thank you, Anthony, for being on the show. This has been a great conversation. It's been great to hear your insight. And thank you so much for your transparency. And like you said, for your authenticity that we're seeing right now. And so with that, family, I really want to encourage you. Now's the time. If you want to make a transition, go ahead and do so. And if you want, go ahead and go ahead. And if you have not already, share this with other people. Go ahead and like this post because it's going to be a great way to help people that are, are looking to transition. We're going to ask questions like, you know, why and how and when do we transition? When's a good time to do it? We're going to talk a bit about how we can navigate this space. It's a tricky arena and Anthony is here for you. So go ahead and put your comments section below. If you're on YouTube as well, you can call into the show and we'll see you in a few. Take, see you soon. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out this is a great time for you to take it to the next level level careers is a course that i've been talking about for some time from account executive and even sales engineering there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you want to go check out the link below use my promo code joseph10 and check out the free courses whether that's the SOC analyst course the account executive course or the sales engineer course Take your career to the next level. Hey, I'm back again. You talked about Course Careers Technology Sales Course and what it did to change my life. Wait, there's more. Not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well. Now there's human resources, customer success, UI UX. And did I even mention that there also is software development as well? Front end, back end, and DevOps? Listen. This is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead and click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me if you click that link. And I hope to see you on the Hey, I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend, someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high-ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learnful is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code, Joseph150, 
to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. Oh, I'm muted. All right, we're back and in living color. Uh, <laughs> good to see you all here on the YouTube side. And thank you so much for everybody that's come over from Anthony's channel as well. Definitely support your channel. Let's actually shout out real quickly. What's your channel's at, um, Anthony? Uh, I'm at Anthony D. Mays on all the things. Beautiful. Anthony D. Mays. I love that you're a person that you, you cherish simplicity. I can tell that. <laughs> I want to make it easy for folks. Exactly. That and that's that's the best way to do it. So while people are putting in their comments, I'm going to go through some of uh, actually while they're putting their questions, I'm going to go through some of the comments here. And I thought that maybe we could even talk about some of these comments because, you know, uh, I believe it's pronounced Dava, if that's the case, uh, beautiful name. Uh, <laughs> but being complacent, uh, being complaining on a job can really be disastrous. Had to learn that the hard way. You definitely want to have a positive attitude. Um, but let me ask you this question in having a positive attitude, but then you want to be authentic at the same time. How do you marry the two? Because yeah. some things, you know, you, you we, we're, we're learned, we, we were taught as people of color to bear our shape in these environments. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie. Just, just bear down and go through it. You, you don't want to get, you don't get, I don't want to get too uh, political, but here, but you don't want to get certain people upset. Right. So let, let, let me let's, let's dive into that, because she also talks about being complacent in a job can be disastrous as well. Having multiple sorts of incomes is what she was saying. But what's your thoughts on that before we move forward? Well, yeah, I mean, th there are in, in tech, there's something that we call anti patterns. These are things that mm. you don't want to do because they lead to, to, to bad things. There, there are good patterns and then there are anti patterns. And I, I think the, the comment addresses two things. So complacency is one for sure. Complaining is another. Mm. Uh, complacency is what happens when we get comfortable and we stop fighting for more excellence in what we do, better quality in our work, um, or, or we get satisfied with conditions with which we shouldn't be satisfied. So complacency isn't good because it's an indication of stagnation, stagnation, an indication of death. Woo. Right. So say that again. Say and that so, again. Right. <laughs> that, that was so good. Say that again, please, if you can. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. Complacency is an indication of stagnation, stagnation, an indication of death. And so Woo. if you aren't growing, you're, you're dead. And for mm. me, what was most important throughout my career was that I felt like I was in a position to grow and to learn more at a rate that I felt was going to be necessary for my survival. I, mm. I left jobs, not because I wasn't paid enough, even if that was true, right? I, I left jobs not because I didn't feel like I was able to build relationships with other people. I was able to build plenty of relationships. I left jobs because I felt like my growth has stagnated or slowed down to the point where if I continued in that position, I was going to be at risk of not being able to move forward uh, in my career. And, and so that more than anything uh, has, has propelled me along. And, and so there's a whole lot of ways that we become, I think, stagnant. One is when we don't recognize the value of what we do. Mm. When, when your job is just the job, 
you're probably at risk of ending up in a, in a place of complacency. And I, I think of work not as just something that I do, but as an expression of who I am and who I should be before God. Mm-hmm. And so work then becomes a tool of worship for me, to yeah. be honest. Like that's how I think of work. Is it, it is a tool of worship. Just like I go to church on Sundays and I sing and I, I read and I study and, and listen to the sermon. What I do in the work that I accomplish is just as much worship like that. Yeah. Um, and and so there is a spiritual component to to everything that I do that I call work. And mm-hmm. that elevates what I do in a way that people don't always understand. But it has it it has driven me to do things and to succeed in ways that uh, that I think are surprising to people. It's just, Anthony, why do you go so hard? Anthony, why do you do so much? How do you come with this philosophy? Why is it that you're so happy on Mondays? <laughs> like, it's you know it's Monday, right? And I'm in there like, man, this is my favorite day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an opportunity for me to chart a new course, open up a new, ch- a new chapter. And, yeah. and even if I weren't spiritual, just knowing who I am within the larger context of Black history also makes this an important endeavor. Because again, I'm not just showing up on the job. I'm participating in a career and in a pathway that was opened up for me by my ancestors who were innovators and change makers during times of racial discrimination, Jim Crow discrimination, slavery, all those things. And I can guarantee you that when they went to work, surrounded by folks who hated them mm. and didn't keep it a secret, their job was more than their job. Mm. Their job was an opportunity to show the world what they were capable of uh, and, and to open up pathways for folks like you and me to have this conversation that we're having right now. And so it's my responsibility to carry that legacy forward in a responsible way so that my progeny and my descendants will benefit from the hard work that I poured into. Now, they may end up being a fool and taking advantage of all that and and throwing away uh, that legacy, but I don't want that blame to fall on my shoulders. So there, there are a lot of reasons why I can think about work differently and also why I think the perseverance and the effort comes so naturally. Like, I don't know how to not be excellent at what I do. (laughs) I can always be better, but I don't know how to not be excellent because Mm. that's, that's what I was trained on. That that's, that's the, the, the only way that I know to operate. And so stagnation is something that is so offensive to me as a principle yeah. And, and again, it's not that I haven't been caught off guard. Uh, the, I remember I lost an interview or, or I lost a job opportunity. I was just killing it for the on-site interview. And I, I had to do an, my one more interview the next day. Yeah. And I was riding high, 
like I felt good. I knew that the, the vibes are great. I had to work late into the night for the job that I had. And the next day I was tired. Like I just, I tried to get them all. And I go into this interview with the CIO thinking like, yeah, yeah, I killed it yesterday. Like this is just a conversation before they give me an offer. And about an hour after I left that interview, my recruiter called and said, you didn't get the job they decided to pass. I said, well, why? Like I, I got such great feedback the day before. Why didn't I? And the comment effectively came back that uh, I seem to be lethargic and tired and just not energetic about the mm. opportunity. Now, I, I think that there's something wrong with that assessment. I disagree with the assessment for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't given the opportunity to explain why that occurred. But I realized in, in this space that no one's extending their neck. Mm. give me second chances and opportunities wow yeah right uh, and oh let me take that back it's not that there aren't people who who um don't do that plenty of people have yeah. but i'm not to expect that i'm to treat every opportunity as though it were my only and last yeah yeah and so just as a as a matter of, of survival uh i think that um, I, I I don't allow myself to be complacent at all or to complain, as I said before, right? Complaining is that other thing that we can be so guilty of. And again, yeah. I'll start with the spiritual and then move into black history and, and how that shows it for me. When I'm thinking about who my boss is at work, there's the person with the title yeah. But I always think of my boss as God, <laughs> straight up, because that's what the scriptures teach me. Right? Like, the Lord is my boss. I serve him. My boss serves him too, but I serve him. And so I have this responsibility to give God thanks for the situations that he puts me in, whether they are um, good and pleasant or whether they are working my last nerve. Whatever the situation is, God's provision is that I'm in that situation and learning and growing in it. And so I'm always going to give him thanksgiving, not just for the good times, but for the rough times, because yeah. they grow and develop me in ways that the good times don't. Mm. Right. I'm not going to make you repeat that, but that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and again, not only that, let's step into the shoes of black history. Garrett A. Morgan couldn't sell his life changing gas mask invention to fire departments who were canceling his their orders for his uh, equipment when they found out that he was a black man. What? Did he complain and give up? No. He hired a white guy to come sell his invention while he passed himself off as a Native American. That's what he did. Uh, Louis Latimer, during a time of, of slavery, worked with Thomas Edison to not only draft the diagrams for his inventions, but also he himself came up with a better filament for Edison's light bulb. The light bulb, yes. Right? So, so again, these are people who, they didn't care <laughs> about, I mean, sure, they cared about the mistreatment. They cared about the injustice. But they didn't resort to an attitude of complaining and whining and giving up. 
they did something about it. And and I think that for me, when I see things that I don't like at work, it's an opportunity for me to demonstrate leadership. It's an opportunity for me to demonstrate mm. influence. It's an opportunity for me to bring a solution that maybe nobody else sees and to enable more success for the people around me. And I feel like that more than anything helps to change people's minds about me and people like me. Yes. I, I think that being in a situation where everyone else is groaning their butt off and I'm coming in with a smile saying, man, this is great. Can, do you not see the opportunities here? And then going in and just having this positive influence on the people around me. I've had so many conversation starters from people who come to me and say, Anthony, I don't know how it is that you are smiling and energetic and so happy. I remember distinctly President Trump had just been elected to office. And I'm working at a company that is largely on the left, <laughs> politically speaking. We all know that the tough times are coming. I know it. My coworkers know it. And there's just this depressive lull in the office the next day. Yeah. And uh, I come in there my usual self. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Good morning. And it's just like, Anthony, I don't get it. Like, you black. <laughs> you told us exactly who you are. <laughs> you black. And you coming in here smiling like, I'm depressed. I'm sad. How are you not fearing for your life? And uh, I tell well, number one, God is still on the throne. So I'm, I'm all good there. But number two, there's an opportunity for us to talk about what it means to have a right and civil and just society and to weather this storm in the same way that my ancestors weathered the storms of their generation. And that opened up conversations about race about politics, about faith. And I thank God for those conversations. If I had just given in to complaining and groaning like everybody else does, because, you know, misery, misery loves company, I might not have had that opportunity. Mm. Mm. And you said the Lord is, and it reminded me of Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? And uh, and and I, I don't know if you were expecting that response, uh, Dava, but <laughs> you got a rich response there. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm 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 trying to remind myself to sit back. I was an ordained preacher. So if I get to preaching, don't blame me. It's just how I grew up. Hey, hey, if, if he does get to preaching, go ahead and like, comment and subscribe. <laughs> go ahead and share this with others so that they could be enriched as well. So I love it. I love it. I love it. They actually have, um, let me go through the comment section because it was buzzing. I actually have some older comments here. Uh, oh, Thanksgiving family. That's right. Thanksgiving family. Tamika in the building. Uh, Jasmine in the building. Shout out to Thanksgiving fam. That's right. That's right. Uh, EJ says, love this, Joseph and Anthony. Well done. And Annie says, yes, thank you. She says, yes, thank you. And then the question here is, and how do we go about getting a career coach? That's a great question. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. So first things first is you need to have some understanding of what it is that you need and want out of your career. Because not all career coaches are the same. 
some specialize yeah. in, um, let's say, work, navigating workplace relationships. Others are going to coach you through the more technical aspects of what you do and how you do it. I think that I lean on the more technical just by virtue of my own background in history. Um, others, I think, are more akin to life coaches. And it's fine to have that very diversity of skill sets, but you need to understand what's going to be most impactful for you. Like, what are you looking for out of your career? Is it is it better relationships and networking? Is it more personal branding? Is it just being able to dive into the more uh, the more technical? So understand what you want is the first thing. And then second is to look for the coaches who can support you in that. And when I say look for the coaches, you need to be doing your homework to understand, A, does that person have the credentials in the background that that's going to serve you? They should be able to provide some kind of documented, verifiable evidence of their credentials or their experience. You should be looking at their resume. You should be um, reading their profiles. You should confirm um, they're thinking on things by way of maybe reading their articles or looking into their thought leadership, listening to talks maybe that they've given. You should also be looking at and asking for uh, testimonials and referrals from folks that they've worked with and asking them questions. All of that stuff is important. That's good. Uh, and then lastly, you should meet them and talk to them yourself, right? There should be a consultation. Um, you should be able to divulge some of you know what you're struggling with and, and be able to just get a sense for what that relationship will be, will be. And I think that once you've done those three things, uh, then uh, you're in a good place to decide whether or not that coach is good for you or not. That's um, and, uh, and also factor in uh, uh, costs, right? Uh, how much are they charging for their services? That makes sense for you or not? It's an investment that you need to weigh. You need to weigh it carefully, right? Um, sometimes what we need to do if we want to coach, maybe they're out of our range financially a little bit. Maybe we need to save. Maybe we need to stop spending as much money on concerts, pocket that, <laughs> right? And go hire ourselves a financial advisor or a career coach and make those investments that are going to uh, reap benefit in the in the long term. I love it. I, I think that if you save up for a career coach after you've done the research, after you've done the investigation, speaking to previous coaches, looking at recommendations, after you've done that research, saving up for that, I think it's a great thing to do. Why? Because you're telling your brain, this is an investment. And so I'm not going to treat this as if it's just, okay, I'm just going to watch this video on YouTube that's free to me while I'm cooking and cleaning. No, I'm going to sit down, paper and pen, write down the notes, get as much as I can from this because I have invested into myself. I really like that breakdown. I really do. And just, I want to pause here real quickly. I'm going to go to a question that Operation Tech Takeover has, but I want to just say thank you, Anthony. I personally feel challenged to say, hey, you know, especially being the only person of color on my particular team, how do I continue to stand out in regards to character and integrity and making sure that my work and the standard of my work is representative one that personally follows Christ, but also representative one that is representing an entire people. I know it's like a hard burden to think of, but you have to think that way. Representing an entire people within this team, right? I love that. Uh, but I definitely want to go to Mr. Operation Takeover, take, take, 
Operation Tech Takeover um, because it's a, it's a very specific question. And I think it's one that will be life-changing if you get a chance to answer it here. So he says, Mr. Mays, when you are a perfectionist trying to transition into the industry, but struggle with being a kinesthetic learner, tactile learner, someone that lives with their hands, how do you navigate showing you can succeed in the role you are going for? Uh, and he says, can. Uh, sorry, autocorrect got me. Uh, but how do you show you can succeed in the role? Yeah, this is this is a complicated question. So I'll do my best to break it down. So uh, because there's a lot of ways that we can go, we can talk about being a perfectionist, we can talk about being a kinesthetic learner. And maybe I'll just kind of break up the question in that way. So the first thing is perfection, being a perfectionist is one of those anti patterns that you don't want to follow. Mm. It, it's fine to pursue quality in your work. But I think perfectionism represents a kind of pride that can be unhealthy for you in the same way that imposter syndrome is actually characterized by a type of pride. I think people think mm. of imposter syndrome as being more of a kind of humility, and it can be that. But oftentimes, as a perfectionist, we're not where we think we should be. And that causes us to respond to things in a certain kind of way, mm. in, in a way that impacts us and the people around us more negatively, right? And so being okay with the process of growth is essential and necessary. Knowing where you are and being okay with that and just taking the steps that you need to grow incrementally, that's important. And perfectionism can get in the way of that healthy growth because you begin to obsess over things that are outside of your control uh, or you begin to um, be less accepting of alternatives that will work right so it, mm. the, the common expression is sacrificing the the uh the the good for the great i think that's the way the saying goes right where yeah um you you'll lose out on the opportunity to get something done because you're striving for this ideal that's really hard to reach and impractical so um if you are truly a perfectionist you want to um uh, do some self-reflection look at your heart and figure out like am i sabotaging myself by not you know just kind of building bit by bit and learning and growing um, at a at a reasonable pace, right? Um, sometimes we can be so ambitious that we don't that that we don't know how to stop and be grateful and satisfied for how far we've come so far. Yeah. Um, also, you know, when it comes to to being a kinesthetic learner, I consider myself a kinesthetic learner. Uh, I've got to stand when I'm really putting in thought. I've got to be moving around. I like having a whiteboard and physical markers. Um, and, and things physically that I can manipulate. Um, yeah, a lot of times my body's moving because I'm listening to music. Uh, I, I, I learn and ingest information a little bit better. I'm more focused when I have something rhythmic. So I, I consider myself um, a bit of a kinesthetic learner. And I think that the most important part of that was just realizing that that's who I was. Because we have a concept of what smart is, we have a concept of what effective is, right? When we think of, say a computer scientist, we have some stereotypes that we apply to, to, you know, that person that we call a software engineer. We think they're whip smart. 
that they can do math really, really well, a little antisocial, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a bit on the spectrum. That's typically what we what we think of when we think of a, a of a software engineer, but that of of the software engineers and programmers and things that I've met, I've met everybody from folks who you know kind of honestly fit those stereotypes to people who you would never imagine fit that stereotype. Um, and and I, I there's uh, I I think one of the things that I encourage for folks. Um, who, who at least that I coach and teach is to like understand how it is that you learn and be okay with that. You don't have to learn the way that I learned, but you do need to understand how you learn and invest in doing that research. You know, there are tools and tests that you can take to figure out what kind of learner you are. Take that knowledge and then and then lean in. And once you know the kind of learner that you are, it's important to educate the people around you on what makes you tick. Mm. Uh, there, there was something that I did uh, during my time at Google, which was I, I made a readme for myself for this one page sheet that says, hey, here are my personality traits. Here are the things that I prefer. Here are the things that I, I have to have. Here are the things that I like. Here's the way that I learn. And so, you know, I took the amalgamation of, of different um, personality tests and character trait tests and all this stuff and just kind of put it in one place. And I said, hey, if you want to learn um, how, uh, how you can best work with me. Just read this one page. It doesn't take very long. And it can give you context uh, to, to help us just communicate better and, and work better. And so if you know that you're a kinesthetic learner, then you might go to your manager or to other people and say, hey, like uh, when you're talking to me about stuff, like it's better if we go on a walk to have the conversation as opposed to just sitting down at the desk. Okay. Wow. Right. Let's stand in front of a whiteboard or whatever that may be right and i think a good manager um and a good teammate they'll they'll be accommodating of that and i think that when we talk about inclusion and diversity we should also include beyond race and gender and all this other stuff learning styles love it and um you know uh, different personality traits some people are extroverted some people are introverted how can we make sure that people who are introverted feel included like people who are extroverted that is so good. And you know, when you talk about DEI, sometimes that is missed. That is missed. Is how can people really internalize this information and be able to kind of really own it in a way that is really conducive for their learning, not just because it's the way that we know how to do it. Oh, yeah, you just talk to me, I got it. That is something that is really, really, really valuable. I actually had to take the time to write a note while you're talking, which is advocate for yourself, right? Like when you get into these spaces, sometimes you have to advocate for yourself and say, hey, this is my personal preference. Uh, I love what you said. Like, I mean, and it's hard to do it in this virtual world sometimes, especially if you're working remote. But just being able to say, hey, I learn better if we can walk and talk or I learn better if you can just sit down, have a whiteboard so I can visually see it or in this case, uh, something I could touch or something that makes sense that we can make it in a tangible way. I really like that breakdown because and oftentimes, and this I'm not trying to piggyback on this or hijack this question, but oftentimes we're not taught to advocate for ourselves. We're taught to kind of bear, like, a, like I said before, bear your chafe. You like, just got to grind it out. They're doing it this way. You don't, don't rock the boat. Just, just kind of trudge up, trudge along. But what you're saying is truly empowering. And hopefully, um, and I know Scott saw it too, because he responded, he said, thank you. 
sir, that makes sense. This is what I'm doing. Joseph knows me. I think I'm getting in my own way because I'm not picking things up as quickly as I feel I should be. I'm hard on myself. And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not the only one that's hard on yourself. Other people, we can all we can all be hard on ourselves. And so yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'll quickly just submit this if you don't mind. Yeah. In the excellence that I pursue, mm -hmm. one thing that people don't understand is that I am a very dependent person. Mm. Uh, I depend upon reading the scriptures. I depend upon Christ. I depend upon prayer. I depend upon God to be able to really do it. And, and I'm not perfect in that, but a yeah. lot of what I do is subjected to and dependent upon God. Yeah. And that fostering that dependency also helps me to have the right kind of dependency relationship on other people. Mm. So that instead of me just trying to, for lack of a better phrase, go in Rambo style, <laughs> I'm I'm learning to receive help and support from the people around me and to be honest and open about the struggles that I have. Because there's one thing that I've come to understand in life and in business is that we as human beings are not made to go at it alone. Yeah. We're made to depend on one another and to love our neighbor and to be loved by yeah. our neighbor. Mm. Mm. That is, I think that's, that's why it's so important to be in a community, you know, and, and whether that community is one of the sponsors that we talked about, course careers, you know, level careers, learnful, that's great. But if you could find a community of like-minded people that can speak into your situation, speak to where you're at, I think that that is essential, you know, and that's why I am a, I'm now <laughs> I'm a late bloomer, if you want to say that, but I'm now kind of an advocate or a person that really kind of says, hey, if you could get into like if you go to like a text giving summit, if you go to these different types of inclusive environments where you can meet people that are like minded, then you, you can realize that you're not alone. That's one. And then you could also realize like, hey, iron sharpens iron and you're in a space where you could be sharpened by another person. So that way, when you get back to your job or when you're looking to transition into a new industry, like you mentioned, then you're really going to be able to take advantage of that and really kind of grow. So I love it. I love it. I got a thumbs up from Mitch. Mitch is giving the thumbs up there. <laughs> so listen, oh, I got I'm going to go to the comment section real quickly because Benjamin said this is so good. And I'm glad that you are enjoying this as well. And I just want to be respectful of your time, Anthony. You provided so much nuggets. And and um, right now, I think a lot of people are just writing with paper and pen. <laughs> with, they're just, they're, a lot of people just write with paper and pen. So I want to give one more chance for anybody if they have a question. I'm not going to take a long time. I'm giving somebody a minute to write your question and type it down below. But besides that, after this minute, we're going to call it a day because I want to give Anthony back his rest of his Saturday. Uh, but I want to just say thank you so much. And uh, Operation Tech Toyboa says this was a blessing. So much sense and a light bulb moments that were coming. No pun intended. We talked about the light bulb earlier with uh, Ms. Latimer. <laughs> Latimer. Well, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a funny thing is I, I'll give you some insight into the name of my company and the, the logo. Uh, my company's named Morgan Latimer Consulting because it's named after my two favorite inventors who happen to be black men, Garrett A. Mm. Morgan and Lewis H. Latimer. So Morgan Latimer Consulting. Yeah. The light bulb is a reflection of 
of the work that Lewis Latimer did. And there's an M in there, which can either stand for Morgan or for Mays. Uh, but I decided very early on when coming up with the name of this business that I didn't want to just name it as, uh, after myself. This isn't a vanity mm-hmm. project designed to, to make me look good. Yeah. I wanted to build something that acknowledges and participates in the legacy that has already been established before I showed up on the planet and to help carry that forward. And so uh, I, it, the name of the company reflects the responsibility that I feel that I have to this generation and the next next one to come yeah. to enable uh, more success for, for all of us uh, moving into the future. So I'm very hopeful and, and optimistic. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. And Mitch, uh, Mitch also adds, he says, thank you for this as well, the bottom. And um, and I'm and I'm and I'm going back to this comment that that Scott, because I know him personally, but I say Operation Tech 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 over when we're live and things like this is you know I'm glad that I could be a friend to you. I'm glad that I could be able to share in my story and and basically be an an asset to you in the best way possible. I think that's what we need to do more as a community, uh, more than just you know anything else is is being there and present. And with that being said, I want to really kind of just. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. They could get in contact with you via LinkedIn, of course. The, it's in the description on YouTube, so you could go ahead and on LinkedIn as well. It's in the description, so go ahead, connect with Anthony, and see all the resources that he has. Whether it's on LinkedIn, uh, I believe he said Instagram is there as well, YouTube, and I believe he had Twitter as an option too. So whatever, whichever he gave you options, right? <laughs> so whichever you prefer uh, to connect with Anthony would be a great one. So definitely take advantage of that, and he'll be able to assist you in regards to moving through his career. Listen, y'all, I'm looking. I looked. I looked up his LinkedIn. Right, this is over 20 plus years of experience in the field, and so you definitely want to take advantage of that. You want to take, invest in yourself. We just talked about it. Invest in yourself so that you can get the best that you would like to get out of that. And and honestly. You said you said so many great things. I don't know if there's one thing you want to say before we go, but but I'll give you the floor one more time because this has been such an enriching experience. Yeah, if you're looking to make your way in tech and you feel like you need a coach, uh, I want you to book a consultation with me at morganlatimer.com, morgan, L-A-T-I-M-E-R.com. Uh, you can go to any of my social profiles and click the link and you'll be able to uh, get connected with me that way. Um, but I'm here to help, and uh, I invite you to work with me. And uh, by all means, do your homework. <laughs> look into me. Look into my history, background. Uh, check out the recommendations that I have on LinkedIn. Uh, hopefully, the work will speak for itself. But even when it doesn't, just ask me, <laughs> and I'm more than happy to let you know uh, the kind of results that I've been able to achieve for my clients. So happy to help. I just wanted to put up so they could see it. Yeah, Morgan Latimer Consulting right there. Learn one-on-one from an expert tech interviewer and know you're ready to beat the interview. And so this is the website right here. You can definitely go check that out when the time is right. You can see all the information is there. You know, And let me just, he has helped people succeed in interviewing at top tech companies like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Microsoft, Twitter, you name it. And so it's all there for you to check out. There's even a video here uh, about, I guess the interview process, is that what it is in this video? Just... Yeah, I actually go through an interview question myself just to show people how I do it and what my technique is. So uh, you can also find that on my YouTube channel. But yeah, I, I want to show you that I know how to do this so that you can uh, understand what you're getting. 
Yeah, and don't take his word for it. He has interview, he has testimonials as well here. And there's also multiple services that he does provide, as you can see here, technical interviewing, and then you can see complimentary consultation. So definitely look into this for yourself. And like I said earlier, take advantage of this opportunity. But really, just thank you so much, Anthony, so much for doing this. And oh, I got Ty Smith in the building. I always got to stop when Ty's in the building. Great job, guys. Tons so, of Ty. gems. Yeah, Ty is the man. Um, you know, and I consider him a friend. So thank you, Ty. I appreciate you for what is it right now? It's like nine o'clock your time. So <laughs> I appreciate you for on a Saturday morning coming out this early. So thank you so much for all the support. Uh, but yes, everybody, thank you as well for joining with us. We I appreciate it as always. Until next time, like I always say, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. <laughs>